Welcome back, everybody, to the Great Scott Podcast. My name is Tazi Starfire. Today, Scott is going to be interviewing legendary musician and the son of legendary comedian Jerry Lewis. How's it going, Yay! Jerry? Hey! Hi! How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Hey, I got to tell you, that right there sounds exactly like your dad right there. <laughs> well, I guess heredity will do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so to start out, uh, Gary, I have to tell you, if there was a top three of the most successful people in all of entertainment, I think your dad would be on that list. Uh, just a genius of a man. I mean, the guy could do everything. Yeah, I agree with you. <clears throat> I mean, his his work was uh, was just great. Every, everything he did was uh, was great. And even though I've seen his movies eighty billion, <laughs> they come on come on. I still watch them again, and I laugh just as hard. What is your favorite movie that your dad did? Um, I think my favorite movie that he did was back in 1953. It was a, a movie called um, That's My Boy. It was it was a movie about uh, Dean Martin and my dad. They were in college and they were football players. Um, well, my dad was actually... He did something for the team. He wasn't a football player, but right. but uh, I mean the classic comedy. You know the 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 early Martin and Lewis movies were so superb. I thought. Absolutely, I I, I would definitely agree with you there. And yeah. So what what was it like uh, growing up being the son of one of the most in demand people in in Hollywood? Well, you know, I never thought about it that way because uh, when I was younger, I used to think that everybody's dad was in show business. Oh. <laughs> I mean, as I was growing up, you know, uh, I, I thought that's what everybody's dad did. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, so I, I never, uh, I, well, I, you know, when I finally got to be 18 and was thinking about uh, getting a band together and doing some recording, I realized then that it wouldn't be a good idea to try to go into the same business that my dad was in uh, because I'd never have uh, an identity of my own. Uh, so thank God the Beatles came along and made up my mind for me what I wanted to do. And um, I never had a problem with it because he did what he did and I did what I did. So there was no comparison, you know. I uh, so I, I know you said that um, basically uh, you didn't want to compete with your dad as far as comedy goes, but uh, had you have gone that route, do you think that you would have found probably the same success as you would have in in, in music? I it, that's really impossible to say, you know. Okay. Uh, I, I really, uh, you know, I, I just didn't like like the idea at all of even entertaining a thought like that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, going to your uh, band that, that you're talking about, uh, playing uh, music, um, I'll, I'll let you uh, uh, talk about the uh, Disneyland, um, uh, the, the audition you did for Disneyland. Uh, right. was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we we heard um, in 1960, beginning of 1964, that they were going to hold auditions out of Disneyland for a band to get the the summer job of June, July, and August. Um, and so we, we went out there, you know, and, uh, at, at the time, 
I said to myself, you know, uh, I'm not going to even use my last name uh, because I want to—I I don't want any kind of favoritism whatsoever. Uh, I just want to see if we can get this job by ourselves. And at the time, we were just called Gary and the Playboys. You know, my, my last name wasn't there yet. So that kind of helped us out a little bit, too. Uh, so so we got the job and we played there summertime at 64 and um that's where our producer from liberty records saw us he was out at the park with his family and um he came backstage after one of the shows and he gave me his card and he said uh, i'm a producer at liberty records and uh, i'd like to talk to you about doing some recording now, isn't that the way everybody wishes it would happen? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's exactly what happened, you know. So I went into Liberty Records the following week. Uh, Snuffy Garrett said, uh, "Listen, listen to this song. I think I think it'd be perfect for you with a with a new arrangement." Uh, so I listened to it and I said, "Yeah, sure. You know, I'd love to." I said, "Who's the arranger?" And uh, he said, Leon Russell. And I said, well, cool. I mean, I didn't know who Leon was yet because he was just a, a studio musician that uh, arranged music really, really well. So he he ended up arranging everything that we ever did. Um, and that, that was uh, the beginning of the whole thing right there. So at Disneyland, that's when Gary Lewis and the Play- well, I know you said that your last name, but uh, that's when well, Gary Lewis and the Playboys uh, was beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, uh, when we started recording, then then my mom said, "Okay, now I think it's time that you add your last name." And you know, I I, I didn't want to be special you know i said well i don't know about that you know well you know i just wanted to be one of the guys in the band you know but um they they my mom my mom knew she knew that that would be protection later down the years you know yeah because um she was in the same business she was a big band singer with the jimmy dorsey orchestra in the 40s so she had been through all this she knew yeah she knew what to watch out for what what to try to protect me from you know um so i added my last name and uh it is it is a cool thing because i mean nobody else can be me Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I so I do want to ask you, um, how did the name uh uh well starting out, how how did the name Jerry Lewis come come to be about? Because I think the real name was Jerome Levitch, right? Yeah, yeah, Jerome Levitch. He when he when he started uh with Dean Martin, um I think it was nineteen they were just doing club dates, you know, as a as a as a comedy team. And um my dad said, I got to have a stage name. I need a stage name. Now, I mean, I'm just taking all this from my mom. He told me everything. Uh, and uh, so he went to he went to court to change his name legally from Jerome Levitch to Jerry Lewis. And that's what happened. Wow. And yeah. so, uh, <laughs> so was it... Um... Well, at first, when you wanted to go into entertainment, uh, did your dad and mom encourage you uh, in, in going to the family business? Uh, my mom did. 
because um, it, it was a funny thing. You know, my mom uh, bought us all the rehearsal studio space and the equipment and the amps and the guitars. She bought everything for us. And she said, now, don't tell your father anything about this, because if this whole place, then I'm going to have to come up with an excuse as to where this <laughs> money went. So I didn't tell my dad until this diamond ring was uh, about number 20 on the charts. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that, that was great. And one thing that I just love, um, um, Mr. Lewis, is that uh, towards the end, I know of your, your dad's life, uh, I saw Jerry Seinfeld have your dad on Comedians in Cars getting coffee, and I just thought that was great. I and mean, I felt like that was just a real big tribute. I think Jerry was representing the whole clan of the people who admired your dad um, in, in that one episode. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 right, right. Um, well, you know, th th there were so many people that loved every aspect of what he did, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I just, I just loved his business, business sense. And, uh, you know, that's where I picked up everything too, growing up, you know, I, I would just watch him, you know, I didn't know I was taking, I, I would watch him, uh, talk to the agents on the phone and, and yeah. barter around and this and that, you know, so I, I learned, I learned pretty good from him. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, he was, uh, I mean, I don't think in my opinion, I mean, there's not many people that I think will be able to ever match that level of stature that your dad created. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, my dad did really admire Jim Carrey. He, he said Jim Carrey just cracks him up all the time. And that's true because Jim Carrey is exactly a physical comedian just like my dad was. You know, Ooh. Jim Carrey, I saw Jim Carrey do an impression of my dad one time, and it was so close I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and, and my dad loved him. Dad loved him. I, I, he's the only other one that I, I would say was close. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I was going to say, I'm sure you've probably seen many people try to imitate your dad, but I would imagine, like you say, Jim Carrey probably does come the closest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, many people have done it, like Martin Short did a great impression of my dad, but but not as far as the physical comedy goes. Yeah, that's when Jim yeah. when Jim Carrey did it, he was he was goofy walking like my dad would, and you know, just all that all that good physical stuff. It was great. Absolutely. Now, I would be remiss, Mr. Lewis, if I did not talk about the MDA telethon. Yeah. Yeah. That went on for 50, 50 years. I mean, okay. uh, are we any yeah. closer to finding a cure for um, for what it was that, that the telethon was was um, about? Uh, you you kind of cut out there. I didn't get the whole question. Oh, okay. Uh, are, are we any closer to finding a cure for what the telethon was about? Oh, uh, you know, you really got me. I mean, if we were closer, uh, we we would have heard something about it. Yeah, that's true. That's that, you that's know, and and I haven't heard anything about it. Uh, I I don't know if it's um, if it's if it's been a, around for so long that it's political now, or I don't know. I I just don't know what's happening. 
Have you heard any talk of uh, them bringing back, uh, maybe starting something up uh, for the Labor Day telethon this year or, or in the future? Uh, for for who? Uh, just for uh, like like on on the networks uh, for the Labor Day. Oh no no that's done with. Oh that's done with yeah. Yeah you know they they brought in a, a brand new CEO and the first thing he did was fire my dad because he said yeah we got to have a new generation in here. Mm. Well that's all well and good except the new generation doesn't have any money. <laughs> that's that's definitely true. That's true. <laughs> you know, so uh, they they shot themselves in the foot real. There, there's, you know, uh, what they started doing was doing like three or four hours of all taped stuff about MDA camps and sporting things and all that. Uh, but now it's just nothing. It's nothing. There's nothing on about it at all. At all. Man, that's sad. Yeah. That's really sad. I know it is too bad, you know. So, but anyway, you know, I I don't concern myself much with that because it's a it's like a, I mean it's not a dead issue. Of course, I'm sure somebody's doing something to raise money for research or something. But it's uh, as far as my dad went, it hurt him so bad that somebody fired him from a job he'd had for fifty some years. Um, that he just uh, he wouldn't talk about it anymore. He he just didn't want to think about anything. How did your uh, dad spend his uh, final days? Uh, can you tell us about what I mean? Did he keep on working until he couldn't anymore? Uh, on and off, on and off. Because um, you know, being a physical comedian uh you hurt yourself a lot because yeah. you know you're falling all the time and and just getting very physical and my dad broke a lot of bones he had to have parts of his spine fused and all that stuff so he he was in bad shape for a long time maybe maybe the last uh 15 years of his life yeah mm. i yeah. just so you know that's what he had to do I mean, that's what he loved to do, so he did, and he paid for it later. But, you know, he still did uh, every now and then. He he did like a Law and Order uh, special victims unit. He did an episode of that. Uh, he did uh, episodes of other TV shows that asked him to just do a guest spot and everything. But But regularly, no, nothing more. Do you remember the last time that you got to talk to you to, to your dad before he passed away? Um, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I every time we went to Las Vegas, I went to his house to to say hi, you know, and just you know, we'll just see how he's doing and this and that and everything. And my, my dogs, my dogs are barking. Hold on. Hey, shut up. <laughs> They're barking at deer outside. <laughs> They're funny. Uh, so what was the question again? Uh, do you remember the last time that you uh, talked to your dad? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we 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 didn't have too many in-depth talks because it, it just seems like he he was uh, you know in pain and 
seemed like he was suffering quite a bit, uh, you know. So, so I just went to see him, see how he's doing, and 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 that's it, you know. Yeah. That was that was really it. I didn't see him too much. So, uh, do you ever, uh, or have you? Um, I know that your dad was also big in uh, France. That that he was a uh, kind of like a a a god per se. I know. Uh, so, do you ever, or have you uh, performed in, in France or been there recently? No. 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 The only time I was over there was in '65 when I was trying to promote one of my records. Uh, we did TV shows over there. You know that that's. Uh, yeah, you know, he got the Legion of Honor medal, which is equivalent to our Medal of Honor. Um, so, yeah, they loved him. Absolutely. I mean, this, is, uh, this has got to just um, be humbling to know that uh, we, we all still do love your dad and his work, and that's still survived all, all these years. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is great, you know, it really is. So I do want to ask you one one final question, Mr. Lewis, and uh, thank you so much for coming on. And um, sure, what what advice would you give to someone who wants to get into to entertainment? Work cheap. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. If if you want to get into entertainment, you know, research it, research it, see if you can. If you can handle everything you're going to go through in it, and 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 if you decide yes, I can take what's thrown at me in this business of of alligators uh, and and crooks and rotten people, uh, then then uh, go for it, you know, go for it. But just know that you know entertainment field is a killer. They'll they'll gobble you up. That's about the truth. <laughs> That's yeah. about the truth. So, anyways, Mr. Lewis, God bless you, sir. Thank you so much for coming on my sh on, on on my show. I hope you come back sometime. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Okay. Bye. 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 And that was a legendary musician, Gary Lewis. Everybody, if you would like to reach out to us on the Great Scott Podcast, please feel free to do so on any of the various social media platforms. See you guys in the next one. Bye.